Kill. Kill. That's got to go down. Good start there. It's awesome. All right, mate, here we are back again, second episode for YouTube, but for the podcast listeners, mate, that have stuck around, we thank them, whether they are watching or listening, we appreciate everyone the same, but I don't know what I'm more excited about, mate, the fact we've got the uh, the fancy background, we've had an upgrade in the uh, graphics department, or the fact we get to sit down and talk NBA again, how are you? Yeah, uh, the graphics department, aka Daz, has uh, put on a treat for the... Uh, for the NBA viewers on the YouTube channel. So uh, massive shout out to you, Daz, for that. I just had to make an executive decision. They needed something better to look at than me. So enjoy the background as it comes. But let's get stuck into it, mate. We've got a handful of headlines to get in here. And normally headlines can be really, really serious. They can be really, really edgy. Let's start with the ridiculous with LeBron James requesting the Lakers and the Dodgers to be a part of the Rams' victory parade. There's the reaction as I read this out. Smithy, there's an old famous Australian ad that comes to mind here, and it was a meme off an old tennis match, but you cannot be serious. What is the great man thinking? I am a LeBron fan. I'm not one of... I've said it before on this podcast. I'm neither extreme. I don't love him unconditionally but I also don't hate him unnecessarily but this was just a stupid thing to say why 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 you won this ring in the bubble or 18 months ago probably more mm. than that and these guys have just won the super bowl and you're trying to literally rain on their parade come on lebron like seriously man you got to be better yeah it, uh, what i loved about it as well is like he said we should be joining them we should be joining them and then he just you could see like the panic go off in his head and he goes oh and the dodgers the dodgers as well yeah. they want to they want to ring in the bubble as well let's bring them along as well as if to yeah. get them on side now we take we like to take the piss mate it's in our aussie nature but can we agree that you know pr can be good but i don't think the big fella i think he would take that back if he could hopefully he would yeah, I I think it might have been heat at the moment. The Rams had just won the Super Bowl. He was in attendance live. But seriously, it, it's nearly inexcusable. I will give him credit for something. I just want someone to look at me like he was looking at OBJ when he caught that first touchdown. He was vibing LeBron and we love it, but not his best move. Let's move on to something we called for. And by we, I'm taking a lot of credit off you here, but hey, that's what happens when I'm the graphics department, my friend. But Jared <laughs> Allen is replacing James Harden on the all-star team. He went from the biggest snub to vindication on the podcast, mate. You deserve all the credit for that. You wanted it, you got it. Yes, no, nah, very, very happy. It was just with you the and decision. only you. <laughs> it it was a uh, very happy decision. We were both on the same page, Daz. Mm. So don't discredit yourself. But um, I think he was the logical choice. Some people were pulling for Pascal Siakam, who's been very, very good in the last probably six weeks. He's had a really good run into the All Star, but Jared Allen's been doing it all season. And for the Cavs regular season that they've had, they deserve two All Stars. So um, I think. Apart from obviously uh, Wiggins being a starter, I think the All Star <laughs> rosters are essentially perfect now. That, that's really hit a nerve with you. We said it at the time that it's not going to matter, but you, you just keep bringing it up, mate. Do we need to get something off your chest before we move on from this? Finally, I just hate fan voting. It's <laughs> it's it's made being an All Star starter a gimmick. So um, yeah, I just don't like the way it's done. 
We hate fans except for our fans, mate. Is that a fair way to put it, you reckon? Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. I like it. Now, it's going to sound weird, mate, because 2019 seems like such an eternity ago, but that was the last time Tyreek Evans had played in the NBA, mate, and he uh, got into a bit of trouble with the performance-enhancing substances, but he's been reinstated and he's now an unrestricted free agent. Now, I am a believer, and I want your take on this as well, that if you do the wrong thing, you deserve to be punished to the full extent, which he has gotten. And now that he's an unrestricted free agent, I've got no problem with him coming back. The NBA know better than me. So his reinstatement is fine. Whether he comes to my Celtics or he goes to a completely other team, I've got no problem with it. You, we've got to give a chance for people to uh, learn and to grow from their mistakes. And considering he was the only one that, uh, you know, the crime, if you will, affected because he put his own career in jeopardy and no one else's, I've got no problem with this. And I think the outcry has been a bit... Of an overreaction, what do you reckon? Massive overreaction. They handed him the suspension for doing the wrong thing. He took the suspension. He went away. He did his time. His time is finished. So he has all the right in the world to come back into the league. <laughs> like, seriously. And those performance-enhancing stuff, it can be so little. I know there was a case in Australia where... um two professional footballers they went out for dinner and ate something and there was something in the food that came up on the on the test as a performance enhancing substance from the food they were eating so it's you know it 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 necessarily it can't necessarily be all on him it might have been something incidental and even if it was all on him and he knew exactly what he was doing he has done the time that he was given for it so Hey, welcome him back into the league. Come on. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was so difficult. Do you think he will get onto a team before maybe we talk next week or at all? Do you think he ends up on a roster? Um, oh, I don't know. I I think it might be an off-season thing. I don't know if he gets onto a roster. Um, it'd have to be pretty deep into the bench considering he hasn't been in the NBA for a while, but it's going to be an interesting watch, that's for sure. There's an organization close to my heart with a lot of open roster spots, mate. So that kind of makes the most sense numerically. But I'll tell you what it will do. It'll be a massive credit to him if he can get back after such a long time out and get onto a roster as quickly as he can. I agree with you. It's going to be deep into the rotation. But at the end of the day, uh, if you've only got, you know, 15 guys to an organization, I'll quickly do the math here. That's 480 spots in the entire league, and there's 330 million people in America. It'd be a massive, massive achievement if he can get back on a roster. So, yeah, we are pro Tyreek Evans uh, playing the game that he loves. Hopefully, let's move on. The all-star draft, mate, is becoming one of those gimmicks that really gets on my nerves. It's one of those things that I think is made more of a spectacle than it needs to be, and I understand that's a very American thing. We would uh, we would call it wankerish over here in Australia, frankly, if that's the way that it worked over here. But did you find it interesting how Kevin Durant avoided James Harden like a fat man avoids a salad at a buffet, mate? Because I, I watched it later on, and I watched the Twitter video that was put together very, very well by the Twitter user. Uh, unfortunately, I'll put it. Hopefully you can see it on the screen there and I'll find it just how many times he sort of looked at the screen and either had a smile on his face, but uh, yeah, mate, he didn't want a bar of it. And these are the sort of dramatic things that make these, you know, little gimmicky things worth watching. I believe. What do you reckon? Yeah, it was very funny. It was really funny. Um, and just the inside, um, inside the NBA crew, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson, mm. you could just tell that they were, egging it on and they were um 
encouraging it and, you know, sort of taking the piss out of Kevin Durant because they knew he wasn't going near James Harden in that spot. So it was very, very funny um, to see that. And I actually don't mind it. I, I don't mind it. It's a bit of fun. Um, we've had some good moments with it over the years. So mm. I, don't, I don't mind it. I'm not a traditionalist that sort of gets her nose out of joint every time something new is implemented. Yeah, 100%. And for I know I've said it before on the podcast version, but for all the uh, YouTube people watching, there's the comparison there. But Jamie Foxx and Kevin Durant are twins, and I will not be accepting any questions or rebuttals at this time. They just are. Deal with it. And the last headline, mate, the Washington Wizards assistant, Mike Batiste, uh, suspended for two games. That got finalized. I don't really understand how this story worked because it came out on Feb 13th that there was going to be a follow-up in the rules. So this started with Batiste getting into uh, entering the stands to confront a fan. And then the NBA came out and said that they would be looking at harsher penalties for it, uh, which makes me wonder why aren't there harsher penalties now? The thought of a coach getting into the stands to have a go at a fan is ridiculous. Cause if a fan came onto the court to scream at the coaches, he wouldn't be allowed back in the building. Mm, yeah. You'd think that this would have been all covered after the Malice at the Palace situation yeah, where um, the, the Indiana Pacers players ended up in the stands fighting fans. You would have <laughs> thought that there was some serious protocols being put in place, but um, for them, for something like this to have happened and go, oh, from now on, we're going to have harsher penalties. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> you've got to be a bit more switched on than that. So probably not the NBA's finest moment. Yeah, once is a fluke, twice is a pattern, but you've still got to put strategies in after the fluke just to make sure you take away that improbability, which is just unbelievable. But there, the headline's done, mate. Let's get to the hero, Enrique Iglesias style. And I would have thought that Luca would have had this all sewn up when he dropped 51, but he left the door open with seven turnovers. And it's fair to say that a, another international kicked that door in today with a dominating performance. I think it's back-to-back for this man. He, was mm. he our hero last week as well? I believe he was, yeah. Yeah, I think he was. So he had a big day today. Uh, let's have a look at his stats. Those oh, who I can, I can read on them it out, already. No, that's you okay. got they're on covered? The, mate, they're on the screen for the people, so they'll enjoy that. But 50, 14, and 4. 17 of 21 from the field, which is just nuts. And 14 from a uh, 14 from... Uh, why do I keep saying 14 from? 14 of 18 from the line. Goodness me, dazzling. Late night recordings, mate. They're not doing us any favors. But there it is there. Against the Pacers, albeit a rebuilding team, but as long as you're in the league, mate, a 50 is a 50. So we got to raise the bat to use the Aussie slang term. And he and the Bucks had a bit of a slow week, but slowly getting back to their best. And when he gets in this kind of mood, he's unstoppable. Yeah, well, he missed uh, the previous game with a bit of a niggle, with a bit of an injury. So uh, to walk back into the starting lineup and have 50 and 14, not a bad effort. Yeah, no, not a bad effort at all. And the Bucs, they've just got to be healthy by the time the playoffs start and anyone that doubts them from there is out of their minds. So well done to Giannis. Not that he probably cares about our praise, mate, but it's good that we can give a bit of love whenever we can. Game of the week. Now, this is ironic because we're both going to talk about one of these franchises each a bit later on, which I can't wait for. But the Knicks and the Warriors put on a genuine show in a week where we had plenty of good games. Yeah, there was quite a few to choose from this week, as you said. Uh, quite a few good games, but this one was a real beauty. Um, the Knicks surprised everyone, I think, because mm. the Warriors had been playing so well. They were at home. The Knicks were on a pretty long road trip at this stage. 
And for them to come out and get the win against the Warriors, uh, really huge effort for them. Yeah, genuinely bonkers effort, which we love. So Steph had 35, 2 and 10. Back in business was a great man, but now he's just starting to hit some inconsistent form, which is really getting on my tits as a starting point guard in my fantasy team, which you got the chocolates over me last week, mate. So I'll give you your credit there, but I'll just finish the stats here. So Jonathan Kaminga, who was just coming on in leaps and bounds at 17 and 5, and Clay Thompson, who has just been getting better and better, had 17, 7 and 5. And for the Knicks, Julius Randle, who I ended up drafting in fantasy, and I think he's been on three different rosters now, but he's with you, mate, 28, 16, and 7. And Evan Fournier had 22 and basically didn't touch the ball unless he tried shooting it, which was interesting. But when you get a win like that, mate, you'll take it however it comes. Yeah, Julius Randle balling out. Um, Obviously, the Knicks kept him after the trade deadline, and he sort of um, is showing why they kept him. And we're going to touch on him in a minute, actually. Yeah, we definitely are, mate. But let's get to the rookie of the week. So we normally do, before we start the show, I give you a blind resume of the top two to four, depending on the week, uh, contenders, mate. But since we're on YouTube at the moment, I'm going to put the resume up on the screen there, but I'll read it to you because you obviously can't see it at the moment. But this player had 21 points this week on 52-38, 100 splits, and he did get to the line quite a few times. So he's done well there. Just over four rebounds, just over two assists, had a plus-minus of 11.7, which in a one-and-two week is genuinely outstanding. So who do you think this player is, mate? Uh, That's a good question. Um, He's got to be just a flat-out scorer. Team with injuries. He could be on the Nets. Um, Who's that rookie on the Nets? What's his name? Um, is it Thomas? Yeah, Cam Thomas. Is that your guess? Cam Thomas. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, locked it, lock it in, Eddie. And 100% correct, mate. Cam Thomas is a uh, a first. He's first rookie of the week, actually. So let's get to the leaderboard there. Now, Josh Giddy is up the top of our leaderboard for one simple reason. As you can see, he's had four nominations with Scotty Barnes. But because we know this, mate, with recency bias kicking in, uh, if we do have a tie, we put the most recent one at the top of the board. But Scotty, your man, is putting up a hell of a fight. Cade Cunningham on three there. Evan Mobley and Franz Wagner with two. Omar Yurt seven has one. And Cam Thomas joins the leaderboard. I honestly still think it's anyone's game here, mate. I think Scotty, Josh, and Cade are a one, two, three. I think um, Evan Mobley is definitely someone who can get up there. But he just seems to, for every three games, dominate for two and have a bit of a quiet one. We probably have him lower than any other metric, but I've got a sneaky suspicion we might be right. Yeah, he seems to be a bit up and down, doesn't he? He'll come out and look like the best rookie in the game, and then the next week or the next game have six points and three rebounds. So He was bloody good um, today. Yeah, he was very good today. He was very good today. And because this week is a a shorter week with the All-Star game coming up, Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how the voting goes next week, but that's uh, that's a bridge we can jump over when we have to. Yeah, mate, absolutely. And gamble responsibly, but do you know the odds of Josh Giddy winning Rookie of the Year as of this morning? Have you had a glance, mate? I haven't had a look at the official odds, but I could say what? it'd be pretty short at the moment. What? What? Have a quick guess for me. If I was go, if I was bookmaking, mm. I wouldn't give any more than two dollars fifty. Sports bet this morning in Australia had him at $31. What? Yep. $31. As of He's got to be the front runner right now. 
it, it's him, Scotty Barnes, and I think Evan Mobley are, are probably the three that can get there. Even Cade was underpriced. I can't remember off the top of my head how much it was. But, yeah, $31. That blew me away when I saw that. God. So I'm not telling you to put houses on it, but if you want 31 houses, you might be a chance. No, don't do that. Gamble responsibly, as we know, mate. But I think we move on to the MVP. Now, if you're just joining us on YouTube for the first time, first of all, we would really appreciate a like means more people get to see it helps with the algorithm and with so much nba content out there we're just two aussie fans trying to make our way but if you could also subscribe to the channel that would be awesome whether you're an nba or an nfl fan or both you're probably an nba fan if you're watching this of course but if you enjoy your nfl content we do do nfl content and just because the super bowl has just been completed doesn't mean we'll be going anywhere mate there might be a bit of a gap between videos but we aren't going to just disappear for six months until the season comes back. So click that subscribe button, Smithy. We'd really appreciate it. But let's get into the MVP. We've got a three, two, and one system. If you're from Australia watching this, kind of works like the Brownlow medal. If you are from outside of Australia, we go through the week-by-week stats, give out three votes for the best player of the week, two votes, then one vote, and that's it. So you need to have an A++. That is the minimum you need to get votes, and we'll show you the leaderboard as it stands now because uh, since opening tip, mate, we've done the podcast version. It'll be good to get the visuals out there, but enough talking. Let's get into it. One vote, a man that we talked about before. There's these stats there, but Julius Randle is the man, 28.7 points. His three-point shooting could use some work, but a man that big and that strong doesn't need to get behind the line. 15 rebounds, just nuts. Uh, just under eight assists, three double-doubles. That included a triple-double in there. The plus-minus, mate, probably kept him from getting votes. It's a tight race, but he took the piss this week. Yeah, he was a monster this week, and he played the way New York have wanted him to play all year, dominating the rebounds, and I watched a lot of the game um, that he played against Portland, obviously being a Portland fan, so I watched pretty much all the game, and his ability to rip the rebound down and push the ball straight away down the floor, go coast to coast and score. So impressive. He's so quick for his size and obviously really tough to stop in transition. So if he can do that a bit more often, um, he's going to be a very, very valuable player down the stretch. Definitely is. And I can understand the Knicks fans that do get a little bit frustrated with him late in games. But considering we're neutrals, mate, we're probably a bit more forgiving than the fans that watch him day in and day out. But that's a really impressive week. Let's get to the two votes now. You're going to look at these stats and listen to these stats in a minute. And you are going to wonder how in the hell does this man not get the best of the week? But DeMar DeRozan, mate. Picked up a 3-0 and week, good week by the Bulls, 37.7 points. Look at that, 60% from mid-range. The mid-range isn't dead, mate. We love to see it. Only took, I think, one three for the entire week, so that zero is probably not uh, flattering him at all. But 94% from the free-throw line, the man just gets it done. Five rebounds, six assists, almost to steal a game with a plus-minus of 10. I called for him to go to the Bulls, mate, and since he's been there, it has been an extraordinary ride for Bulls fans. And personally, I'm extremely happy for them, but I'm happier for DeMar. Bleacher Report had it as the worst free agency signing in the preseason, so a bit of egg on their face there, which I think they'd get reminded of consistently. But this man's going places, and the Bulls are going to be a contender in the East, not only because of him, but he's a very good reason why. Yeah, that little um, Bleacher Report, um, headline, if you will. That should be the banner for the Twitter page freeze, at Freezing Cold Takes because that is that that take has just gone absolutely nowhere for them. That's that's terrible. But a lot of people are saying that 
DeMar DeRozan's last six or seven games has been the best, you know, six weeks, the six game span by a bull since Michael Jordan. That is how good he is playing at the moment. His scoring is just ridiculous. And as you said, he is like the one player keeping the mid-range alive. It, CJ McCollum was part of that mid-range club for a long time, but he's converted to a very heavy three-point shooter. DeMar DeRozan does not take threes. No. All he does is deal in mid-ranges, and people can't stop him. So yeah. it's really good to see. He only takes threes when he needs buzzer beaters, and they're the only time they go in, and he's just generally flying. He had the, the two in consecutive days, which we talked about. First time ever. CP3 is the only one that comes to mind, but he's averaging about as many assists as points at the moment. So he's not having the volume at all. So simply extraordinary from DeMar. But if you're thinking, who has had a better week than that? There are the stats on the screen. But Smithy, 39 points on 48% from the field, 44% from three, 72% from the three throw line. Try to say that five times really fast. Uh, just over 11 rebounds, just under seven assists. The ball is in his hand more than you'd argue any player in the league, nearly a block, two double-doubles, plus 6.7. Luca. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Yep. And then the only votes he's got for the year. It's extraordinary. Yeah. He's, um, he's making his run at the right time. If he can get Mm. the three again next week. Oh Oh, boy. boy. You just watch out. It's going to get really interesting because he is on fire at the moment. Yeah, moving forward, we'll probably put the leaderboard up just as the relevant players, but I think people need to see just what we're running with here, mate, because there is a name in that two vote that just makes me laugh every time I look at it. But as you can see there, Giannis and the Joker are tied on 11. Jar is on nine. He's been injured at the moment, mate, but he would appreciate the fact that he's still within a week of the leaders. Joel Embiid's there as well on eight. Harden, Luca, Steph, Devin Booker, uh, Trey Young, Demar back up to four, so he's flying as well. And, of course, Christian Wood, who... We, his new nickname on this show should be the outlier, but I love it. I love it so much. The man's a star. So let's move on to the stock market. I reckon, mate, you are the Leonardo DiCaprio, the Wolf of Wall Street NBA style. So we buy, hold, and sell a franchise. I look after the East as that is where my Celtics are, and I watch more of our rivals, Smithy's Blazers, as he's representing again tonight. He looks after the West. So let's go through it, mate. Let's begin with the West. Who are you buying? Who's really perked your interest in the last seven days? I sold this team this time last week. Oh, boy. Repping, that is a flip. I'm wrapping their jersey tonight. You are. My Portland Trailblazers, I <laughs> am buying some of what we are doing at the moment. <laughs> let me take you Let me take you through our three games this week. So uh, last Thursday, the day after we recorded um, the trade deadline video, mm-hmm. we played the Lakers with our new look team. No CJ McCollum. Our starting lineup was CJ Allaby, Anthony Simons, Justice Winslow, Yusuf Nurkic, and Ben McLemore. <laughs> and we beat the Lakers at home. The Lakers, who were fully healthy, apart mm-hmm. from Russell Westbrook, which at the moment you'd say is probably a, which, a better thing. <laughs> which a lot of Lakers fans are thinking, no, that sounds like full strength to me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we managed to get that win. And I watched that game and I was like, wow. How have we pulled this off? <laughs> Which is always a good way of knowing where your franchise is. Exactly right. Anyway, the New York Knicks come into town. Fresh Boy. off beating the Warriors in that game of the week that we mentioned earlier. Would have been a struggle. Daz, at yes, one mate. stage, we were down by, I think we were down by 25 points. 
Jeez, was, that's that's a big at, loss you must have had there, mate. Eighty-one to fifty-six, it was. Yeah. So that's a we big, were. That's a big loss you've had. We were mate. getting pounded. We were getting smashed. It was looking ugly. Thirty-five to eleven, fourth quarter. We come <sighs> back and win by nine. <laughs> wow. Come back and win by nine, Daz. That's nuts, mate. That's that's a very good win. For a team that we were told before the trade deadline weren't making any moves, they made them, and then with a win like that, that's extraordinary. It was Josh Hart's first game in a Blazer uniform, and he instantly won my heart, pardon the pun, oh, uh, with 23 points <laughs> and some, with that. <laughs> some very good defense. Yusuf Nurkic had 20 rebounds, uh, stood up after I baked him for his performance against mm. Orlando. How is but your then, relationship with Yusuf, by the way? Just to uh, It's a lot it. better now. Lot it better is? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back on good terms. <laughs> and part of that is because what he did yesterday against Milwaukee. We traveled to Milwaukee, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Really oh. tough to play against them uh, on the road. And we come out and we win by 15, Daz. <sighs> Beat the Bucks by 15 on the road. Oh, what is going on? You can't even tank properly. We can't even tank properly. <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic had 23 points, 16 rebounds, and four assists. Had a massive game. Anthony Simons just keeps going to another level. He's en route to a most improved player award, in my opinion. He, yeah, he is a god amongst men at the moment. He really is. And Josh Hart... <laughs> Oh 27, 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two blocks. I will buy some. Just crazy numbers. We <laughs> were so good, and they have completely turned it around from the team who was on a six-game losing streak going into the Lakers game. And we're now won three in a row. So uh, I will buy some Portland Trailblazers. I love it, mate. Now, who are you holding a team you're unconvinced about this week that either need a bounce back and you'll be looking at them to buy, or if they keep going off the cliff, you might be selling. Who is it? I am very worried about the Golden State Warriors right now. Oh, very worried. There's a quote. I'm very worried about the Golden State Warriors right now. Um, Draymond Green being out really hurts. I There's no other way around it. It's just fact. But Steph Curry's been very underwhelming lately, and they are losing to bad teams. They lost to a good team to start the week. The Jazz beat them. The Jazz are a very good regular season team. We know this. But they lost by 26. Jeez. It's not like it was a close loss. They lost by 26. There's and then... giving out in that situation. We've got the game of the week where they lost to the Knicks at home. Curry had a good game that game. Clay Thompson played all right, but they just couldn't stop Julius Randle and the Knicks. So that's a massive concern for me. They only just beat the Lakers at home, um, thanks to Clay Thompson having 33 points. And then, but then they come out and they lose to a really bad Clippers team at the moment. So I am. Very concerned. They lost to the Clippers by 15. And the Clippers' top scorer was Terrence Mann. Oh, boy. Oh, man, you could say. Yeah. So I am really worried. Um, 
Curry put up points in that game, but didn't have any supporting cast. The next highest scorer was Andrew Wiggins, the all-star starter with 13 <laughs> on um, five of 10 shooting. So I'm concerned about the Warriors at the moment. Oh, one okay. The, just just a little bit of love week. for the... Sorry, just a little bit of love for the Clippers as well. Ty Lue's doing a fantastic job this year. So to be ever. as relevant as they are uh, without their two superstars, credit to them. I apologize for interrupting you, mate. I won't do it again. Who are you selling this week, mate? Who have you had an absolute gutful of? The Houston Rockets are just not oh, a good boy. basketball team at the moment. They're just, they're just not. They they only played two games on the week, so usually <laughs> this is harsh. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, two games. Usually, if they play two games, you sort of give them a bit of leeway. But in those two games, they gave up 139 points to the Raptors and oh, 135 boy. points to the Jazz <laughs> for an average plus one of negative 26 and a half in those two Jesus. games. Jesus. So yeah, they're really battling at the moment. They can't get stop. Uh, it seems like um, there's not much going right for Houston at the moment. Christian Wood doesn't seem happy there. Um, Jalen Green has been very disappointing this season, considering he was the number two pick. So, yeah, there's not a lot to be smiling about at the moment in Houston, but that leads us to the beast from the East, as where are you going with your buy? Mate, it does. And I, this concern, there, a lot of things can concern me, but when it comes to the friendship that we've had for nine years, I don't think there's anything that worries you more when Dazzling walks in with a base level confidence that is quite high, because usually that is the beginning of things going right to shit. I need my base level hatred of the world at a solid mid level so it can go either way and I can ride the bumps. But I can't do this anymore, just as Smithy nearly knocks his mic over. But yeah. I can't do this anymore, mate. My Celtics have won nine in a row, and I need to start buying some stock. I'm doing it wow. for the first time this year. I've held them. I've sold them. Nine wins in a row. At some point, I've got to put the glasses down and just admit we are a good basketball team. I'm not going to go further than that. We are a good basketball team at the moment. Nine in a row. We'll cop that. Two games against Detroit, so that'll probably go one and one just because I'm mucking around, but we've got Brooklyn as well, which will be a fantastic test. But what excites me about their Celtics teammate, and you'll know this, the mental fragility has been lowered. I called us in our Eastern um, predictions the most mentally fragile team in the league. I think that as well as my man, Immy, or Jack, as I called him in the original podcast version, so to all the visual listeners, that's not going to make sense, but jump on board the inside jokes as quick as you can and we'll go with it. But I couldn't decide how to pronounce his name. I've heard it so many different ways, so I gave up and called him Jack. You're up to speed now. <laughs> uh, he's establishing himself as a leader. I said three weeks ago, I'm not taking credit for this, but JT and JB need to figure out really quickly who's the one and then who's the one A. I originally said who's the one and who's the two, but I'm happy to upgrade that to one and one A. And we've done that magnificently. Marcus Smart did sprain his ankle, but it's a, it's a shame. But there is one man that needs to be talked about, my friend. He's stolen my heart. One, He is the Anthony Simons of the Boston Celtics, heart stealing wise. Derek White is just doing things on the court. He just makes me smile every time he's got the ball in his hand. His stats on paper, look, are they magnificent? No. This man, since he walked out on the court for the first time, has played off the bench, has the highest plus minus of any Celtics since he arrived. Bang, I'm sold. That's all you need to do for me. We gave up 91 points this week. Fantastic defense. 
But does that mean we were involved in scraps? Absolutely not. We averaged 116 points for, including putting 135 on the Sixers who can get nicked. Oh, I'm sick of this. The Sixers-Celtics rivalry has gone on for years, so I'm not adding anything that's not already there. But seriously, Sixers, you can go forth and get, I don't want to swear because YouTube will mute us or do something bad to us, but you can go forth and multiply, as we used to say. So I'm really happy with where we're at. I'm going to keep a bit of a lid on it because we'll lose to Detroit tomorrow and I'm going to look like a right dick. But I'm very happy with where we are, mate. I'm going to buy a little bit as we go towards banner number 18. I was going to say, you're being very modest when today you said that you were championship bound. So uh, I'd be worried if you're a Celtics fan out there because Daz is going to put the moz on you, that's for sure. But moving on, to the next, moving on to the next segment, the hold. Who are you holding? Who are you not sure about? Well, I, there's a few reasons why you can be not sure about a franchise, but th- these guys made a trade and I just need to see them at their best. And that's Philly. Uh, this isn't the part where I slag you again, I promise. But... Joel Embiid has been MVP worthy. James Harden hasn't got all out on the court yet. A 48-point loss is terrible considering, you know, uh, you gave up um, Seth Curry as well in that deal, which I think is going wildly under the radar as a part of the Harden and Simmons trade. Uh, and Andre Drummond wasn't there as well. So when Joel needed a break, they just looked hopeless without him. So I do worry about the durability of Embiid going forward, but I feel like when Harden gets out on the court, we can trust Philly in there in the best way, and I think with the most dignity. So as much as I like to slag you as a Boston fan, as an NBA fan, I, I don't think I can do that, so I'm going to hold them. Yeah, I did mention to you today that Philly were looking very, very short-handed without Embiid on the court, so um, I do agree with you there. Now, which franchise can royally go and he... Who are you sick of? Who do you just need to give a clip around the ears to this week? All right, this is the team that I've sold the most this year. So I'm actually convinced I've run out of stock at this point. So I'm not selling them again. But the New York Knicks can nick off. Oh, boy. I'm sick. I'm sick of it. You beat the Warriors in a thriller and you lost to two teams that are tanking in the Blazers and the Thunder. You put your whole team up for trade. No one wanted them, which should tell you more than you need to know anyway. And at the end of the day, even your fans don't want to go to your games because of the emotional heartbreak you're going through. We've said it before, mate. I don't know how many different times I can say it. Madison Square Garden is the best arena in this sport. Hands down. Sorry. Anyone that disagrees, congrats, you're wrong. And it is being filled with an absolute just mind grenade of what the hell is going on. And the problem is, is I don't think there are there is an easy fix. So we said with the Celtics, they needed to to gel, get themselves together. We said it, you said it with the Warriors that maybe they're just on the damn slide and we can wait and see. I don't know how long we can wait and see with the Knicks for because this hasn't changed. Evan Fournier only rocks up when they play the Celtics and then they scored 22 on the Warriors and that was an outlier. Kemba's not in the rotation anymore that much. Alec Burks is... Alec Burks and the rest of the squad are just made up of guys that could go out there and win them a game any night or go out there and be invisible. Inconsistency in sport is a killer mate. And to be honest, I'm sick of caring at the moment. So I'm going to sell them. Coaching's the big thing for me uh, with the Knicks watching them firsthand. You can't blow a 25 point lead to a rebuilding team without the coach, without the coaching being atrocious and that's what it was so i think uh tom thibodeau's time in new york is numbered that's for sure i can't see him lasting until tip off next year 
Jeez, I'll tell you what, you got through that sentence magnificently, mate. A huge credit to you. Now, normally at the end of the show, we go through our franchises, mate, but I feel like we've done that enough with our buy, hold, sell segment. So we're just about done here, mate, ready to wrap up. Another episode done and dusted and in a timely fashion. Two birds with one stone, as they say, mate. So uh, good effort, last. Yeah, we've done well. So you're going to sign us off in our signature style, mate. And again, if you're on YouTube for the first time, you've stumbled across us again. We're just a couple of fans that want to reach out to fans. So a like and a subscribe would mean the world. We're going to try and get more active on socials, mate. Uh, we've been probably a bit too quiet, but life does get in the way sometimes. But weekly, we like to sit down and discuss the basketball. And now that the NFL is over and we are moving towards the back end of the season, the NBA content is going to get going again. Our playoff content last year seriously needs to be heard to be believed. So we're only going to go to another level. Smithy will probably bring up how he won the finals bet, but he'll sign us off in their signature style. So from Daz, we'll see you guys next week and take it away, Smithy. Yeah, thank you to all who are listening slash watching this episode of the NBA Breakdown. Uh, yes, I did predict the finals uh, winner and amount of games. So mm. I will tip my own hat to myself there. Uh, but yeah, appreciate the appreciate the listen, appreciate the support. Subscribe, like, share with a friend, do all that stuff. We're just trying to build a little community full of like-minded people who like to chat hoops. So if that's something that you're interested in being a part of, come on in. You're more than welcome. But until next time, stay safe, everyone.